For the rest of his life, Fuller dwelled on this point, persistently bringing it up in public lectures and repeatedly impressing it on fawning biographers. Whereas boats and airplanes were streamlined, designed for maximum efficiency, Fuller insisted that the automobile was still saddled with an equestrian past that he single-handedly sought to overcome with his Dymaxion. He was deceiving himself, for as long as there have been automobiles, engineers have been obsessed with wind resistance and have been determined to diminish it with streamlining. Racers led the way. Fuller was just four years old when Camille Yanazzi's 1899 Jamais Contente, essentially a four-wheel rocket with a man seated on top, became the first land vehicle to travel a mile per minute. Seven years later, Francis and Freeland Stanley more than doubled Yanazzi's record with a steam-powered car that proved too aerodynamic. Hitting a bump, the dirigible-inspired auto took off and flew 100 feet before crashing, vividly showing that the aerodynamics of flight and driving are not one and the same. Though neither of these vehicles was practical for everyday transport, another racing car did become the prototype for most automobiles from the 1910s through the 1930s. Designed for one of the first long-distance speed contests, the 1909 Prince Henry Benz integrated the streamlined form pioneered by Yanazzi into a four-seat touring car. The hood and passenger compartment formed a single continuous line, a major improvement on the modular construction that automakers inherited from the coach-building trade. Looking fast even while parked, the so-called Torpedo Tourer was immensely popular and widely copied. Only the Ford Model T retained the old angularity for the sake of economy. And as streamlining became the rage in everything from buildings to fountain pens, even Henry Ford conceded defeat. To recapture his declining market, he launched the streamlined Model A in 1928. By then, the torpedo tourer was technologically passé. As early as 1920, the Hungarian-born Zeppelin designer Paul Yare was testing ways in which to bring concepts learned from airship research to the road. Wind tunnel tests showed that the aerodynamic ideal for a dirigible was a teardrop shape that guided airflow around the hull with minimum turbulence. Yare flattened the teardrop to direct air over the top, ensuring that the tires of his cars remained firmly on the road. Resembling little zeppelins on wheels, with the curved glass passenger compartment on top rather than below, Yare's prototypes achieved astonishing results. The standard measure of aerodynamic efficiency is known as coefficient of drag abbreviated C sub D, with lower numbers signifying sleeker shapes. A brick has a C sub D of 2.1, a 1920 Model T has a C sub D of 0 0.80, a 2006 Bugatti Veyron has a C sub D of 0 0.36. Yare achieved a C sub D of 0 0.23. Over the next decade, companies including Audi and Mercedes commissioned prototypes. Requiring complex curves beyond the capacity of conventional manufacturing, none went into production until 1934, when a Czech company called Tatra introduced the luxurious T-77. Advertising billed it as the car of the future. Several hundred were hand-built, and that was the end of it. The same year, Chrysler launched a car with a similar approach to aerodynamics, if not elegance. Touted as the first real motor car since the invention of the automobile, the airflow was designed in a wind tunnel by chief engineer Carl Breer, who retained Orville Wright as a consultant. 
the model was singularly unpopular. Approximately 11,000 airflows sold in the first year, and a total of 53,000 were manufactured before the car was discontinued in 1937. The airflow was just too radical for mass appeal. Accustomed to the long hoods of torpedo tourers, which parted air like the bow of a ship, most people found the airflow's rounded nose to be insufficiently streamlined in appearance. Breer countered that conventional cars of the period were actually most aerodynamic running in reverse, a claim supported by scientific research, but Chrysler's competition had a more effective response. In 1936, Ford introduced the Lincoln Zephyr, which integrated a more limited set of aerodynamic principles into a car that appeared swift to drivers accustomed to rotable torpedoes.